Making it in business isn't about spreadsheets, this or that. It's about guts, tenacity, and above all, street smarts. Join Sarah Shaw as she talks with successful entrepreneurs about all the hard-won lessons they've learned on the mean streets of the business world. If you've ever felt stuck, stifled, or even just scared to get out there and make your mark, you'll learn how even the most successful entrepreneurs overcame failure and found the power to move forward. So forget about learning about business in school, because all you need to make it big is a street smart MBA. And here's your host, Sarah Shaw. Hey there, Sarah Shaw with another episode of Get a Street Smart MBA. And I'm here today with Karen Bate, who is actually a formal journalist and congressional press secretary, which we need to hear about. And she founded KV Concepts PR 10 years ago and recently is the Chief Inspiration Officer for Awesome Women Entrepreneurs. And she co-founded this with Evelyn Powers. Karen passionately believes that women supporting women is the key to success in business and in life. And I'm really excited to talk to her. So Karen, welcome. Thank you, Sarah. It's great to be here. Well, I discovered your podcast and just really loved it and, you know, as you know, asked you to interview me and then here we are exchanging and so I really love doing that. I do that with a lot of women entrepreneurs and podcasters. And so I want to talk, I want to dive right in and talk about awesome women entrepreneurs because I think it's such a clever idea and something that's so needed. And, you know, I kind of grew up, (laughs) grew up, in my in my 30s um, with uh, ladies who launch and it was at the time I think what you are actually doing now which is really inspirational to me because if I hadn't had that experience myself of being in this group with other entrepreneurial women I don't know if I'd be where I am today I don't know if I would have kept going or had the Um, impetus to keep going and the encouragement and I know women really encourage each other to keep going so talk a little bit to me about what awesome women entrepreneurs is and how you guys you and and Evelyn came up with this concept well you're absolutely right if I, I completely agree with you I think that women out there trying to do this on their own um, many, you know, there are many, many very successful women, but it's lonely and it's hard. And mm-hmm. when you have the support and the, you know, cheerleading behind you of other women in the same space, it just makes it a completely different game. So I live in Arlington, Virginia, and I've been running my business there for, as you said, it's been, it's actually 10, 11 years now. And um, Evelyn has been running hers. She, she runs a graphic design firm and I run a PR firm. And we did a lot of projects together because she was a graphic designer that I used on a lot of projects. And we knew a whole cadre of women that had left the workforce mainly when they had kids for the flexibility that that allowed. Mm -hmm. But they were all really dynamic people who had great ideas and passions for various things. And they thought, I don't need to work in this place that, you know, insists that I travel five times a year and makes me work on holidays and, you know, create all that kind of stuff um, that were ruled mostly by men, let's face it, and the men had wives at home taking care of their kids while they were demanding that the women in their workforce, you know, work on reasonable hours, no family leave policies, no maternity leave, none of that kind of thing. Uh, I mean, when I worked at, I worked on Capitol Hill and then I worked for a couple of um, nonprofits and associations, and at one of them, I had my first child, and they didn't even have a maternity policy. 
So right. I basically had to make it up and get it approved by the leadership because it's simply not one person in 20 years had had a baby where I worked. So that's, you know, what a lot of women were dealing with. So Evelyn and I run together and we, we would always be running and saying, we know all these amazing, I used to say, we know all these amazing women entrepreneurs. We should start a group for them. Because even though I'm very active in our local chamber of commerce, and she is as well, and we both went through Leadership Arlington, which is another big program here for business people, we just had this very strong feeling that women getting together for a glass of wine to relax, to share the ups and downs, as we call it, the juggle and the struggle mm-hmm. of running your own business, juggling kids, families, mm-hmm. and life, and also finding kindred spirits to hire each other, refer each other, um, collaborate so that you can go after bigger jobs, things like that, form secondary companies together. We've seen all these things happen since we started off. So I was talking about it for a couple of years, you know, kind of like what you've shared with me that you had an idea and, you know, it percolated for a while. Well, this is what happened with me. And one day, one of our mutual friends said, you've been talking about this for two years. You should just have a meeting and invite people and (laughs) get on talking about it. So, So I did. I sent out an email to about a dozen women entrepreneurs that I knew, and 25 women showed up at my house. Wow. And some of them knocked on my door and said, I don't even know you, but someone told me I should be here. <laughs> and they were all standing around in my house going, I have goosebumps. This is the best idea ever. And we just talked about how when we're all together and if we're all hiring and referring each other, we're going to beat the men at their own game. Because mm-hmm. honestly, I've been a member of my local chamber for years, but and I, you know, love to go to their events and all of the men that run businesses and that I'm colleagues with in town are all very nice. But they're still giving their business to their buddies, to the guys that they right. golf with. It's still very much that kind of old school thing. Mm-hmm. And so in awe, once we got it started, it grew very, very quickly. We started with about 25 women. We started holding um, monthly events. It, we decided to make it hyper-local so that it was you had to be either in, in or doing business in Arlington. You had to be an actual founder and owner of the business. And you, um, uh, I, I'm trying to remember what the criteria were. But it was basically just that we wanted it to be very local, every level of entrepreneurship. You could be doing a side hustle. You could be the CEO of a hugely successful company. Because we also know that there's a lack of mentorship for women entrepreneurs. And we Mm -hmm. wanted to make sure that we had women that were super seasoned helping and bringing up women that were just starting out. So we have this amazing group now. In Arlington, there's more than 150 members, all women business owners. And they run the gamut from creatives, bloggers, social media influencers, up through the veterinarians, physicians, uh, dentists, you know, corporate lawyers, mediators, um, government contractors, everything you can imagine. And after running it now for the past few years, we started last year, we launched chapters in Fairfax, Virginia, Tyson's Corner, Vienna, Virginia, Bethesda, Chevy Chase, Maryland, Prince George's County, Maryland, Washington, D.C. And we're starting a chapter this month in Los Angeles. And we're starting a chapter in um, September in Whitefish, Montana, out by Glacier National Park, and one in Vero Beach, Florida. And we're talking to a lot of groups all over the country because we just sort of realized as we went along that 
women were hungry for this kind of connection. And yeah. it's, really, it's a really simple formula. We get together and the first thing we do is hand them a glass of wine. <laughs> and, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we, we have a wine sponsor who's a local wine owner who loves us and provides all the wine. We have a sushi sponsor, so there's sushi at every meeting. We, we took care of all the really important stuff first. Yeah. And we have a really great speaker at every meeting, but we only let them talk for about 15 or 20 minutes because we want the vast majority of it to be about um, connecting and just building relationships. And then at the very end, all of the women get in a circle and they get one minute to introduce themselves and tell what their business is so that everyone in the room, if they haven't had a chance to meet them yet, can follow up with them later and say, hey, you design websites, I'm, I need a new website. Or, oh, you do um, fundraising and board development, I need that for the nonprofit I'm founding. You know, that kind of thing. And so, and so what's the structure of the meeting? So obviously you have some wine and sushi and you yep. have the one-minute introduction and the speaker. Yep. But what happens for the rest so of the day? I don't even know how so long they are. So the, so the evening meetings are 6 to 8 p.m. The women can come right after, you know, drop, picking up their kids or dropping them off at somewhere or having a sitter. They can come and not be out late. So it's 6 mm -hmm. to 8 p.m. in the evenings. We, have, we, we did a survey after a couple of years. And some women preferred lunch meetings. So we have three lunch meetings a year. So in May, we're actually having a lunch meeting, which is 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. A local woman-owned restaurant is um, hosting it. She's Iraqi, and she and her daughter founded it. It's called Bloomin' Cafe. It's beautiful. They have teas and sandwiches and all kinds of lovely things. And they're hosting us. And our, our speaker is a woman who's going to – she's in tech. She runs a tech company but she's going to speak about mentorship and how important mm -hmm. mentorship is. She's written a book about it. Mm -hmm. um, and so you come in and you network for about 45 minutes. Then I introduce the host and thank them for hosting us. We started out originally having a lot of the meetings in members' homes. But now, even though we cap it at 40 people, it, you know, most people don't have a home that's big enough to host 40 sure. people comfortably. Some people do. But um, a lot in Arlington, Virginia, where the houses are, very, you know, post-World War II renovate, renovation projects, mm -hmm. it's not really like that. So um, we, um, always, we get a lot of nice hosts in the community, co-work spaces, businesses, restaurants, boutiques, things like that. Kendra Scott has been a huge partner of ours. She's hosted meetings at about four of our chapters, and she's lovely, and they, get, they raffle prizes, and if women shop, they donate a percentage to whatever charity we select. So we've done a lot of that kind of thing too. Nice. And so we do um, 45 minutes of networking. Then we thank the host and let them chat about their business. Local banks like to host us. Anyone who does business with women business owners loves to host us. And then the speaker talks throughout, like I said, about 15 minutes with maybe a five-minute, 10-minute Q&A. And then the last 40 minutes is introductions where everyone introduces themselves. And then depending on how... Um, relaxed the host is, people will continue to mill around and chat for another 20 minutes or so. But usually by 8.30 p.m., everyone's, at, everyone's gone. Gone, yeah. Yeah, um, because we're all so busy and everyone's got, you know, lots of other things they have to do before mm -hmm. the day ends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, sounds great. <laughs> it is. It's so much fun. We always yeah. laugh. We always say that the energy in the room could light up New York City. The women are talking so loud yeah. <laughs> and like with such passion to one another. They're just so happy. Yeah. I've had women leaving my events say, I belong to many groups and I go to a lot of events, but I always feel like a million dollars when I leave an awe event. I feel so Aww. supported 
and so loved by the women in this room. And that's, that just makes me want to cry because I it's bet. exactly what we want. You know, we, uh, we have one member, we have a testimonial on our website that says, awe provides me with a safe space to be vulnerable. And mm. when she said that in a meeting, at a, at a, we have accountability groups that we do, and she was in one that I was in. And I said, what do you mean by that? And she said, I can be on the phone with a sick baby throwing up down my back and have a client chewing me out for half an hour and who do I go to to talk about that? You know, she said, that's generally not the kind of thing I'm going to share on Instagram right. <laughs> or, or at the local chamber meeting where you have to put on your superwoman cape and act like right. you're, you know, completely Perfect. under. Right. Yeah. And so we allow people to be really authentic about what it's like. And, all, and there, there's many highs, but there's also, as you know, tons of challenges with sure. your own business. Sure, of course. I mean, just I'm in the middle of writing a book proposal, and oh. I'm on my third and final editor. And she actually wrote today. I've been so I realized like I've had trouble sleeping the last few mm-hmm. weeks, and I was realized yet I realized this morning that it was the book, right? Because we're going through so many edits, and she's just making it amazing. And Today she wrote to me and said, I love that she hadn't gone to the chapters yet, and I knew she was going to get to those today or tomorrow, the two chapters I wrote. And she wrote today and said, oh, my God, I love the chapters. You did such a great job. I just have a few little corrections, whereas everything else she just tore to shreds and completely rewrote. So I just assumed the chapters were going to be just completely shredded. And I realized I I almost started to cry, you know, and I called my mom, and I was just like, Mom, I have to tell you this right now, you know, because my mom's a writer too. And That's she, amazing. Um, and I just said, I have to share this with somebody this second. And, you know, I need right. to be home. And I, I was like, I'm going to cry. It's the best news. And just being oh, able that to is fantastic. Have, have that, right, with somebody, right, where you're sharing the good, you know, because I'm right. like, oh, God, you know, she's tearing apart the other parts of it. Well, you must have learned from her feedback, though, because yes. you obviously um, avoided that. And not to, maybe maybe those particular chapters were more personal or something. Uh, I don't know. It's just maybe a different style of writing than the other right. parts of the book proposal. You, you yeah. adapt, and you probably adapted too to what she yeah. through her previous edits. I yeah. we really want to do a book because. Um, we, after we'd been running off for a couple of years, I was at an event and um, somebody announced that our local television kind of cable access station was starting a public radio station that we had gotten mm. a license from the FCC and they were very rare and unusual that this happened. And so they said, we're looking for programmers and producers. So if you have an idea for a show, let us know. And I immediately looked at Evelyn and said, we have 100 members of AWE. That was two years ago. And I said, we could interview a different woman every week for two years and never run out of material. Yeah, exactly. So So your podcast is born, right? And I had been a radio reporter. That was my very first early career out of college. And so I felt very comfortable doing that, and I um, immediately signed, you know, applied, and they accepted us to do a half-hour interview show. So we've been doing that ever since, every week in Arlington, and then we converted it to a podcast as well, as you know. As you know. And so sure. now we have, it, um, we have a podcast too. And we want to take some of these amazing stories of the women that we've interviewed and turn them into a book about just – jumping in and doing it, you know, mm. like basically mm-hmm. tales from the trenches or something like right. that. Right. Because exactly. there's, we, the, 
the women, I mean, we, I, I have a member of all who's a Pakistani immigrant. She was sent to the U.S. in an arranged marriage at the age of 19 by her father. Wow. To a Pakistani doctor in Detroit. And she was married to him for 20 years, had a couple of kids, raised them. He was horrible. And as soon as the kid, her youngest went off to college, she told him she wanted a divorce. He went around their very Pakistani neighborhood and told everyone she was a whore. Mm-hmm, of course. <laughs> but she very cleverly, in the meantime, had gotten a college degree and a master's degree in physical therapy. And she applied for jobs, and she got a job at GW Medical Center here in D.C., moved here, worked there for many years. She treated Hillary Clinton. She had all these amazing experiences, treated Hillary wow. Clinton's mother for three years became super close to her, took her out. She spoke at her funeral and everything. She was very close to the family. Um, And she has invented a medical device and ended up starting her own company. It's now patented, FDA-approved, women-owned, made in America, and she's selling it to professional sports teams, the military. It's just gone absolutely. Oh, I've got goosebumps. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, it's amazing. So and then amazing. we have another woman here who runs, a, her family runs a chain of very successful um, restaurants called the Lebanese Taverna. Her family escaped from the Civil War in Lebanon on a cargo ship in the dead of night. And I'm hearing all these stories. I, I've known her forever. I'm sitting at the radio in front of the microphone with my mouth hanging open as she was telling me this story. Yeah. And they came here and started from nothing and built this restaurant empire. It's incredible. Wow. Have, have yeah. you, it just reminded me of, do you know the, it's really a book for young, young girls um, called Rebel Girls? I've just, I have a 10-year-old niece, and I just saw that at the bookstore because I was buying well, some books for them for their birthday. Yeah, well, my, do you well, recommend my twins, them? Yeah, my twins are 10, and they love it. And it's, are they it's both very girls? Much, yeah, identical ah. girls. And they, um, it's a book of just filled with 100 inspiring women. And each, wow. so if the book is 200 pages, there's a photo of the woman and then a one-page story about who she is and what awesome, fabulous thing she did or said. And that's you know, fantastic. And, you know, it's Mother Teresa and, you know, Hillary Clinton's in one of them. There's two, there's two versions now, book one and book two. But I was just thinking, you know, your book, to me, just kind of resonated with that, right? You know, you right. These, these stories about these amazing women right. who are, who are currently living in time, right? A lot of the, book, the people in, in the Rebel Girls books are long gone. Um, and what's so yeah. wonderful right now, as I'm sure you are thinking about all the time, is this whole Me Too, Time's Up movement. Because yeah. it resonates so much with what we're both doing in terms of supporting women. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons women left corporate America is because of those issues. And there's right. no denying that. Yes. You know, um, it's just such, it, it, it was really hard to juggle it all when you, when you were in an all-male environment. Mm-hmm. I have, I have friend, so many stories from the women I work with about one woman who's a mortgage broker, that's a very male-dominated field. She said she had spent 20 years with men showing porn on their computers, talking about all the bachelor parties they went to, and she just had to sit there and pretend she was invisible because right. they just oh, didn't care. Yeah, I mean, awful, awful situations. And yeah. I don't, you know, it's, I think it's, we're, it's our time now, and it's our time to support one another and band together. And by banding together, the women in awe say that they report that literally 30% of their business comes from awe referrals now. 
Wow. If not direct hiring from one another. You know, but the referrals are through the roof. And that is because we all get it. That yes. why would you want to refer somebody else when you could refer a woman in your own local community to do a great job? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, now yeah. I'm hoping I'm going to be in Los Angeles for three days this summer in the middle of the rest of my travels. And, of course, I'm hoping that your L.A. chapter might have a, have a group oh. then that I can pop into. Oh, that's, <laughs> well, that's to, wonderful. I'll be in touch with her and I'll find well, out. Well, you know, if you're there in June, she will. We actually, so here's another thing about our model. Because we're all busy women with families and everything else, we don't meet in July and August or December. So December, it's because of the holiday season and everyone's got, in addition to their lives, they have all the extra stuff that goes around the sure. holidays and lots of holiday parties. So we just right. decided nobody needs a ne- an extra networking event in December. Exactly. And July and August, we just take a break because everyone's going on vacations at different times. But during that time, so many women have emailed me and said, we miss awe. Can't we? <laughs> so we'll I will be, I will be in L.A. in June. Yeah, I'll be oh, there in Oh, awesome. June. Okay, well, so. I will definitely, I'm going to eat, once we get offline, I'll introduce you to the chapter leader and make sure she great. has you on her list. Yeah. Great, great. So she's well, so fantastic, you, too. Oh, good, I'm sure, <laughs> knowing you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank so, you. So between running your PR firm and running the Awesome Women Entrepreneur Network, how, how do you balance everything? Like, I mean, you know, I don't know if your kids are grown and out of the house. Um, yeah, you know, so that what is... Do you, that, yeah, what yeah, do you, that how, is, how do you do it all? <laughs> that's my secret. Well, for, for me, it's definitely that my girl, I have three daughters, so I, I love your book recommendations. Um, I, um, they're, all, they're all grown. One of them lives in the D.C. area, and two of them live in New York City together. And um, I, so I have a lot more flexibility. And for the first couple of years, all was simply a labor of love, and I never even thought about growing it or anything like that. But when it grew so much and we started the radio show, we, Ellen and I just looked at each other one day and said, I think we have something here. <laughs> I think yeah. we have something that other people might want. And that, don't, I mean, to me, that's just the crux of a good opportunity. So mm-hmm. we met with a partnership coach because we were friends and colleagues and we were kind of leery. We had both run our own businesses for a really long time. So we met with a partnership coach for a whole year and worked on how to address all of the things that can trip people up when they become partners. Oh, good and, for you. Yeah, like what your swim lanes are, being very clear on your swim lanes, your um, communication style, what drives you crazy. So Evelyn <laughs> is somebody who if you send her an email, she'll read it, but she won't say, got it, okay. Mm. She'll just move on, and you're supposed to know that she's working on it. Whereas right. I'm like wait a minute, I need you to tell me you got it so that I can put it off my list. Otherwise, two mm. days later, I'm going to send it to you again and go, hey, did you yeah. get this email? Are you on this? You know? I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. So you and I can be have, partners. Yeah. Isn't that funny? So that's been like our – we're lucky that that's been our biggest issue yeah. um, is how we handle email. And she said, well, you're an over-communicator. <laughs> and, and you Better need to over bundle them. She said, at least bundle them and number them in one, one email instead of bombarding you with 20 emails every Monday morning, which is what I yeah. do. <laughs> and so I'm like, I've been, up, I've been up since 5 in the morning. I've got to get you all, like, all my ideas. Exactly. Yeah. I'm really an early bird, and, I, and, and so I said to her, that is totally fair. 
Um, and then um, we so then we met with a scaling coach to talk about what would it look like to grow a business and and spread it. And he's the one who said to us, number one, you have to create a very nimble awe in a box that if you want some woman to do this in another city, you have to make it so easy and give mm. her everything so turnkey that she can be up and running in a month. Right, And so we've created all these systems to do that. We have all of the, the, the meeting format, the speaker list, the um, opportunities to be on the podcast, the opportunities to, be, um, to start accountability groups in your community and have small groups of women meet once a month for six months and set goals and take their business to the next level. That's been a really successful program that we have. And we just thought it all out. And we, the thing we've struggled the most with is our website. As we developed our website model, we initially were going to do a multi-site where every chapter had their own website. Now mm -hmm. we've realized after about a year of doing that that it's just too much tech um, support required. So sure. instead we're going to go with more like a membership-based platform where everyone has a web page, but we're simplifying all the systems so that it isn't you know, because we just had too many chapter leaders emailing us saying, I'm not quite sure how to post my blog, and I don't know how to yeah. do this, and, <laughs> you know, PayPal isn't working, and things like that, you know, and right. we're way too busy to deal with that sort of thing. Yeah, of course. So, um, so we are, we're, we're creating a lot of good systems. We've got a great onboarding process for the chapter leaders. We do Zoom calls with groups of chapter leaders all the time. It's really fun. And, you know, we basically have had to um, – Set aside. We basically set aside Thursdays for our work, where we're really in the in the you know nuts and bolts work together, and then we do our businesses the other days. And we you know sometimes our stuff comes up on meetings or on other days and things like that. But in general, we've just really tried to. Um, we did dedicate all of last year where we knew we were were um, kind of cutting back on our other businesses in order to make a commitment and go for it with awe. But we gave it that one year to get all the systems in place, and now we're just going to start implementing them, and we're, go, we're back to like focusing on our businesses again, which mm -hmm. for me, mine was definitely neglected, and my income showed it. <laughs> so this year, I'm, I'm uh, much more focused on you know, getting back into serving my, my PR clients. Got it. That, that totally makes sense. Um, yeah. And, and so it What's the um, process? You know, do you want to quickly just say what the process is for people who are listening who might be interested in starting a chapter where they live if there isn't one? Yes, I would love to talk to people. So we have, um, we have a page on our website called Start a Chapter, and that's at awesomewomen.org. But it's pretty simple right now, and if they're interested, they can just click on Contact Us for more information. And we will. We have a form that we're that we're putting up on the new website, which is currently under construction. And it says, "What's your community? How big is it? Um, why do you want to be involved?" We try to pre-vet them a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. um, do you have a? We we really strongly encourage women to partner with another woman in their community and do it together, because just like Evelyn and I did, if you have a partner, you have possibly different or complementary networks that you can tap into. You have different strengths. So Evelyn's the tech web designer, graphic designer person. I'm more of the schmoozer meeting with the potential um, members and, you know, I started the radio show and I'm the social media person. I supervise our social media assistant. And so we have our different strengths and that helps make it easier 
and more enjoyable to run a chapter together for sure. I bet. I bet. That's so the, so we, we, we um, initially just check out what their motivations are, what their community is, and then we get on a Zoom call, the four of us, with them and us, and we go over all of the information. We have a whole Dropbox file full of everything, all of our resources that we share. And we have a licensing agreement because they're not, um, they're not franchises, they're um, licensed chapters of ours. Mm. So mm -hmm. they um, agree to you know, follow our branding policies, to follow our pricing structure. And right now it's extremely accessible and affordable. It's $150 a year to be a member of AWE versus mm. four times that to be a member of most chambers of commerce. Sure. And, but, and many of our members are, are, belong to both because they're so different. Um, and we charge, um, it's $20 to attend a meeting, um, and that just covers the expense of putting the meetings on. And other than that, there's, you know, it's all of the resources. We have a private Facebook group for each chapter where the women can communicate, you know, as you know, and engage with one another, ask questions, promote their programs. All of that happens behind the scenes on a private Facebook page. Um, and then we have public social media where we share all of the podcasts, meeting information, blog posts, interesting uh, you know, articles about entrepreneurship. I just actually wrote an article for Entrepreneur Magazine that's going to be published pretty soon. I'm making a final edit to it for the editor now, so I'm not sure when, but sometime soon. And the title of it is, Why Women Prefer Female-Only Networking. Mm, so I'm really excited. Thank you. I pitched that, and they and they accepted it. So I'm really happy about that. And um, and I mention a lot of the different groups and the different styles of groups that there are now. There's female only co work spaces. There's in in LA. There's one group called Quilt where the women meet in each other's homes and they just have tea and sit and work together, but they're doing their own work, but they're sitting on the woman's couch in her apartment. Yeah. It cracks me up. Well, and, so they're not alone. Got, it's bringing them oh, together and, in community. Right. And, they're, and they like put post-it notes up on the wall with their goals at the beginning of their session. It's so cute. And the woman that started it has already gotten like a million dollars in investment capital. What? I know. I said to Evelyn, we're we're going about this the totally wrong way. <laughs> what are they? What? But what were they investing in? I think it's the idea and that it might spread. And oh. I think that her husband is some bigwig, and she was tapped okay. in, just like the women who founded. Um, I keep calling it Hive, but I'm not sure if that's right. The one in New York City that. Um, just branched out and has a chapter in Georgetown in D.C. now. They have a mm -hmm. co-work space in Manhattan, and it costs about $2,500 a month just to belong. Yeah. And, they are and they've attracted, I think WeWork invested $30 million in the concept. You know, the, the, this woman has a husband who's very tapped in, and I, he might work at Google or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so we're, yeah. <laughs> we are much more grassroots. But we yeah. do believe that we can grow this and, um, and that it's something that all the women around the country and even around the world would really love to, love sure. to be part of. Sure, of course. And Evelyn, Evelyn has created a really beautiful brand. We love our, our logo and our look. It's all hot pink and it's got flowers and it's very vibrant and very upbeat and positive. And, um, you know, we love our name because we do, we overuse the word awesome in a, to a criminal degree <laughs> mm. um, because we just love it. But it looks, it looks great. 
I mean, I, I love you. everything. I love everything you guys are doing. Can you tell Thank everybody? You. How, yeah, can you tell everybody how they can find you? Absolutely. So they can find us at awesomewomen.org, and we would love to talk to anyone who's interested in starting a chapter. And we can let them know there, there's a list of all the existing chapters on the website. Um, for our uh, podcast, it's Awesome Women Entrepreneurs on iTunes and Spotify and all the rest. And our social media for Facebook and LinkedIn, it's Awesome Women Entrepreneurs, AWE, A-W-E. And on Instagram and Twitter, it's Be Awesome Women. So cool. (laughs) (laughs) Karen, thank you so much. This was so fun to talk to you and learn about your business and you and what you stand for and what you guys are doing for women. And I just want to say thank you and uh, really enjoy chatting with you. Well, Sarah, thank you for having me on. I'm honored to be part of your show because what you're doing is amazing too, and I love, love, love your show. Thank you so much. And for all of you listening, you can find Get a Street Smart MBA on my website, Sarah Shaw Consulting, or you can find us on iTunes. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to A Street Smart MBA with Sarah Shaw. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes to get the latest episodes anytime, anywhere. And we'll see you on the next one.